It's the Ultra Keeper Fantasy Football League, the podcast. With the commission, Nick Fondo, and four-time UFFL champion, Corey Dugas. This is the inaugural, well, not the inaugural, because you've had one with Derek. Yeah, that was the that was the real one. This is the uh, this is the knockoff. <laughs> yes, U, UFFL UFFL podcast. So no, I mean, I, I just I want to I want to basically make it a fantasy football podcast is what I kind of would like to do. Where because I know that you're in a ton of leagues, and so am I, and our other leagues, and also tie it into what's going on in. Um, in our league, because I think for me, I know for me, my league is my main league. If, I, if everybody has a main league, I'd say mine, my league is my main league. And so, uh, or the UFFL, if you will. And since you've won it so many times, uh, I figured you'd be you'd be the next best uh, person. So, so since you've won it so many times, what what goes into that? What what's the what's your secret to winning it all? Because as as most people who will listen to this, and I know that the only people that are going to listen to this is like me and you, probably my mom will listen. Um, <laughs> and maybe some of the guys from the legal listen, but like I've won it one time. And the only time I ever won it was uh, when we didn't have keepers was the first year when we, we opened it up and that's when I won and I haven't won since. So I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So what, uh, what do you do to win? It all started with the one year that I kept three running backs um, Marion Barber, Steven Jackson, and I believe it was Adrian Peterson. And I got my ass reamed. I got made fun of, and I promised myself I'd never do that again. Honestly, I started to do a lot more research in the off season. Started looking at a lot more mock drafts and where players go. I've started to build my own custom spreadsheets, kind of a customized list of where I believe a player is going to go. I'm a big believer in a quarterback, and then I'll either take, you know, two running backs or two wide receivers. I've always won the league with a great quarterback. The year that I won, I drafted Aaron Rodgers with the first pick, and Aaron, I rode Aaron Rodgers' ass for many years. The next year, I traded off, I believe it was Julio Jones and Jamal Charles to, um, to Eric for a first-round pick. And I forget who I pick with that pick, but I won the league again that year. Um, you know, trades are important, but also the I think the quarterback position has always been my has been my thing. And so, landing last year Lamar Jackson, believe in the seventh round, was a, a godsend to me. And so I've got him for many years to come, kind of like Rogers. So the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned, because I've laid that foundation. So what do you think about the league? What do you think about the guys in the league? What do you think about the makeup of the league and the people that are in it and um, the history, I mean, the history right now is just me and you, and I guess Aaron is one of the originals. But yep. in year one, I, we had a core of guys that I thought six or seven of them would never leave. And then shit just happened and split up and moved away and got away and friendships were lost and all that crap. And so I've had to mix in all, a whole bunch of people, and you guys don't really talk to any of them aside yeah. from the league. And, and I'm like the – the guy who talks to everybody and right. you're the guy that everybody hates for whatever reason. And I think you kind of, you, you relish in that heel persona for well, whatever reason. I look at it as kind of like a herd of gazelle and, you know, there's a lion that's on the prowl and, you know, the, the gazelle will all hurtle into one group as their defense. There's always that one weak link that always gets eaten by that lion. And you've got a lot of those weak 
weaker players that are easy to pick off and they're easy to to kind of pick off and so and, and they're the ones that come here here and there and they leave you know and, and those are easy wins week to week there's only a few strong gazelle you worry about them but you know there's plenty to feast on when you look at that herd of gazelle and so you always are always bringing in a gazelle with a broken leg yeah, so Chris is a friend of mine who's in the, who's in uh, who's in a league, and he this is his second year in a league, and he he's in another league of mine. He's a historically terrible fantasy football player, and uh, and he and so I like having him in the league because it seems like he's going to be an easy win. And his keepers this year were Austin Eckler, Adam Thielen, and Russell Wilson. So I mean that's probably the worst group of keepers in the league. So it's like I like having I want it to be competitive. I want it to be where, like, every everybody has a chance to win. I would love for the league to be, when the league starts, all the keepers are equal and everybody has an equal chance to win. But I know for a fact that Chris is never going to win it. Like, it's just, it's never going to happen. No matter how many years we play, no matter how many years he's in it, he will never win the league. So, I mean, do you, do you like having guys like Chris and, like, uh, even Aaron? Aaron's been in the league. He's never going to win either. So, it's like having those guys where you just know – those guys are never going to win a league no matter what. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, those are always fun to have. You know, I, I feel for some of the newer guys coming in inheriting historically bad teams because they have to build from scratch. And, you know, whenever you have the first early picks in the draft, you know, that the pressure is on to really go after a rookie or go after a player. And you hope that they, that you hit a home run. As we know, those are tough situations to be in because I mean, if you're in the league and you make a big whiff, like a Trent Richardson, with that first pick that could really damage you for years to come. Cause then you're right back in the position you were the year before. And so, you know, you have to hit those home runs and you have to take those chances on players later in the draft, like a Lamar Jackson that could potentially be that keeper and then really pay attention to that waiver wire. And you never know. And sometimes you, you, you find gold and sometimes you're just going to be in the abyss and, and just not be able to pull yourself out based on who you keep. But you do things that, are stupid like you make dumb picks you make stupid picks you make stupid trades and the shit just works out for you like it's not that you're smarter than everybody else is that you do dumb shit and it works out i don't know if you have some sort of secret formula or something like that i think it's just shit works out for you it you know it's a it's a good position to be in i i, I must admit i love trading trading is one of my favorite things to do there's a few people that don't check their messages or that I can't get a hold of. So it makes it difficult because I don't have that relationship that you do with people. So, you know, I'm, I'm always up for trades. Um, I will always hound people and, and try to rustle up something. No matter how much I try, Eric is never going to trade with me because all he wants is picks. I don't know why. Cause I mean, when the picks he gets are pretty bad, he doesn't take advantage of those very well. All right. Let's talk about the draft and how it went down oh, this year. So many good uh, things. You have- you've been wanting to do something like this, like pretty much every year for the fast five, the last five years, some sort of video conferencing type of Google meet situation. You always bring it up and I'm always like, nobody's going to want to do it. And for whatever reason with COVID this year, people were kind of okay with doing it. We usually go to like Buffalo Wild Wings and a couple of guys get together, but since you live far away, you always want to do video and it's pretty much fuck you. Nobody wants to do anything to you anyway, but this year we did it and I think it was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. I think that it, it allows people to be in their comfort zone, be in their house and see each other. And it adds to just a different dynamic. I, I think you can, 
make fun of people. The banter is different. There's a lot of distractions whenever you're at a bar. And I think that it's it's fun to have your kids yelling and watching Beauty and the Beast or, you know, or having your, your kids raising hell, running around their underwear in the backyard. I mean, that's real life. I think it's really cool to see, you know, your quote unquote, your friends that you've been in the league with for years kind of live their life and be in their, you know, be in their house and draft and see each other's face and make funny, make fun of everybody's mustache or hair or, you know, stupid shit. Yeah, I think Derek's mustache was definitely the, that was the winner. I will say that he had the quote, he had the quote of the draft and I wrote it down when he said this league has so many people picking Harrison Butker in the ninth round and they wonder why they ain't winning. That was the, That was funny. That was funny to me. Yeah, Derek, Derek's pretty funny. Um, we got we got to talk about Eric and him not showing up. It feels I mean, like just... it feels like Eric never shows up. Even when we have the <laughs> draft on Facebook, it, it seems as if Eric never shows up, or you're having to draft for him, or you're having to go the extra mile. But it's like Eric yeah. never shows up. He doesn't quite understand the internet. Like it's just it's kind of over his head a little bit. Like it, everybody. The entire league was in the Google Meet, but he couldn't figure it out. The year before, everybody was in the Facebook chat. He couldn't figure it out. So I don't, I don't know what is going on there. And Eric and I had actually, uh, we had a few, uh, a few drinks the night before and got way, uh, way drunk. And uh, I was actually hungover the entire day on Monday. And uh, and so I don't know if that played into it. Maybe it did. I would say it's tough. It was a pain in the ass that I had to type every single pick. Uh, I had to text him every single pick. Um, but you know, we did it run smoothly and I'm a commissioner, man. I'm going to commission when it's time to commission. I'm going to commission. Well, yeah, it was, um, it was definitely an interesting, um, it was definitely an interesting draft. It was nice to have everybody on. Um, it was also nice to see Mike's sex hair after the draft was over. That was kind of cool. That was probably the highlight of my draft after the last pick was selected. He showed his, his video for the first time. And revealed the sexy sex hair. It was awesome. It was probably one of my favorites. man. And now, big draft grades. I actually plugged in everyone's draft pick by pick. And it generated not only their draft grade, but their percentage of making the playoffs. Does it, does it take the keepers into account or? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Draft? So yeah, I, I put the keepers in as the first three rounds. So everything was pick by pick and it graded out everyone's draft and then their percent chance of making the playoffs, which is interesting because I wanted to make sure that my, the way that I'm analyzing it was, you know, I was on par. So yeah, let's I, do best to work. You know, I, I will gladly say that the best draft was awarded to myself. Um, Big D's oh, not, got an, got an A plus oh. rating. Um, All right. We don't want to do this. And, and, and the reason why that I grabbed quality players at every turn of the draft, especially in the three core positions, I was given a 90% chance of making the playoffs. So basically I'm on cruise control. Um, I could just set my lineup and just chill out and just ride myself to the championship, basically. But well, um, so the, so started out with started out with a complete bullshit first rating. So okay, go ahead and continue. The the second best team was the Reservoir Dogs had a A minus oh. draft. That and I mean that that seems an A minus. That seems yeah, it seems realistic. 
with a 70% chance of making the playoffs. So, I mean, pretty much same thing. I mean, there's cruise control, but you may have to slow down for a you know, speed bump here and there around the, the roundabout. But, you know, other than that, you, you should be fine. The next A, there were, there were three A's. Myself, um, Big D's Nuts was A+. Plus. Reservoir Dogs was A-. Minus. And then Gurley's on Camara had another A. And they were 65% chance of making the playoffs, which is interesting. So, yeah, keepers are uh, Hopkins and Camara and Michael Thomas. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat those, those three keepers in the league. Yep. So next on the list was $100 donations was a B plus with a 60% chance. And that was my opponent in the Super Bowl this past year. So yes, Aaron, he's made the playoffs. So I went back and looked at the history of the league. This is the 14th year. He's made the playoffs seven years of the third, seven of the 13 years, but he's never won it. So he's consistent, makes the playoffs. He doesn't, he, he never has really terrible teams. He just, he, you just can't get over that hump. So He's the Susan the Lucci of fantasy football leagues. I don't know. That's not really – that's not a really good comparison at all. It doesn't really make any sense. But anyway. So after that is Sex Hair himself, White Russians, was a B as well with a 55% chance. And White Russians and Final Scores actually both had a B grade with a 55% chance of, of uh, making the playoffs. After that is the Exconet employees with a B with a 50% chance, low expectations, a B with 45% chance, danger zone, C plus with 25%. And um, make you my bench was awarded with a D minus and a 12% <laughs> chance of making the playoffs. I don't feel like he's in it. I'm talking about uh, Ryan Dice. Like, I don't feel like he's – is like hearts in the league. Like, I'm never going to kick anybody out. I'm, you know, you're gonna, you're either going to kick yourself out or you're just going to leave. So I take great joy in that grade, only because that is who I traded with last season, which landed me the second and fifth, his second and fifth round pick, which I believe crippled him this year. I traded away Hunter Henry and Marlon Mack to him for his second and fifth round pick. Marlon Mack hurt his finger. He dropped him a few weeks later, and I picked him up back up so basically <laughs> essentially i gave away hunter Henry for a second and fifth round pick that's nice that's what i'm is, saying like shit works out for you which is like i said there's gazelle and there's always one with a broken leg and you pounce on them and that's how the lion gets fed basically i mean i have some notes on on the worst draft but i mean it's just it's a sad story um i mean let, let me let me kind of dive into on onto this this D minus because I mean I I I can't I can't let a twelve percent chance of making the super of making the playoffs go go to the wayside. I mean you need to be active with trades and have a significant turnover on your entire roster. He's got some dingers on his team. So his his <laughs> roster is Tom Brady. As his starting quarterback, um, Sony Michelle, Derek Henry, Will Fuller, Mike Evans. So he's got Tom Brady to Mike Evans connection there. Robert Woods, Gronkowski. He's basically got the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Ryan Suckup. So, I mean, that's a big deal. That team is bad. And then you look at his bench. And I shit you not, his bench, you have one, two, three, four, five, six bench players 
five of them are rookies. Jonathan Taylor, Henry Ruggs, Stevie <laughs> Lamb, Joe Burrow, and Jerry Judy. Wow, man. So if you I add mean, all that up, that. that equals a D minus. That's high. I think D minus is high. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Really no, that's that's really, really bad. That's that might be that's historic that's a historically bad. Fantasy I'm gonna have to Google and see if anybody's ever scored a D minus on their fantasy football draft in the keeper league. Yeah, I don't know how good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Ryan's gonna win the league ever. Um, but look, I'm not saying that I want him to quit. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, I just I don't feel like he's one of these guys that's gonna stay in the league for five or ten years. Like I just feel yeah, like he's not a lifer. He's, probably, he's not a lifer. Yeah, I'm probably gonna text him one day and be like, "Hey, man, you still want to play in the league?" He's like, "Ah, nah, I'm all right." You know, like. Here's guys that I don't think are ever going to leave the league. And, I, and I've been wrong. I've been wrong before because I never thought Vanden would leave the league. I never thought Corey, Hart, Corey uh, Abair Hardy. would leave the league. Oh, yeah, Corey I, I, knew, I knew Corey Hardy was going to leave the league. But, like, Corey Abair and Vanden were two guys that I thought would never leave the league. And they're both gone. And so I don't think you're going to leave the league. I don't think I'm going to leave the league. Mike's not going to leave, even though he hates the league. Um, I don't think Derek's going to go anywhere. Um, no. And then other than that, man, I, I – I can see Aaron. I can see Aaron just getting tired of it, you know, like just, you know, like and just not being in the fantasy football at all anymore. And, and and so I could see him leaving the league. But I think as long as he wants to play fantasy football, he's going to be in the league. Like I don't see Aaron playing fantasy football and also not being in the league. But I can definitely see Aaron being like, I just don't want to fuck with fantasy football anymore. And then so and so he would quit the league. Yeah, I mean, tired of people hitting on his wife. Tired of his kids being. Yeah. Hellions in the background. I mean, it, it's got to take a it's got to take a tremendous toll on you to not only not never win the league, but to just have those just distractions. It's got to be it's got to be very difficult. So I think it's I think at this point it's me, you, Derek, and Mike for sure. I don't think are ever going to leave. And then I think Aaron's like right on the cusp. I don't think Aaron's going to leave, but I can I can just see him getting tired of fantasy football. And uh, and the rest of those guys are are, are, are toss ups, man. And again. I wish that we could keep the same 10 forever. And we've gone through a lot of people. I love having Eric in the league. And I think Eric is, I think Eric really likes the league. I think Eric's going to be a long-term member, but I, but I know Eric and I know how fickle he gets with his leagues and how much he, he's in a lot of leagues like us. And I know that sometimes, sometimes he gets, um, you know, over, overextended when it comes to uh, the number of leagues he's in and the amount of money he's spending on the leagues. And before you know it, he's like, Man, I spent a thousand dollars on leagues, and so he might, you know, cut a couple out, and mine might be it. I, I hope not, but you know, I could kind of maybe see that happening. I could definitely see Dice leaving. I could see Chris leaving. I, I I can see Zane really, you know, I think Zane's Zane started Zane started the league just because he was like getting into football. Because Zane Zane, when I met Zane, he had never watched football. He didn't know shit about football, and uh, and so we kind of became friends and he knew that I was watching football. So he started watching and then he got in the league, then he won the league. And so I think it's just kind of like something to do for him. So I, he may be a lifer, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I want to keep these 10 guys forever. And, and I've said that since the beginning, I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose anybody. Uh, in, in year one, I had what I thought was going to be guys that were going to be in the league forever. And, and it just, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. So, but if, if I do have one small, like just some advice. I mean, if Eric can take just, if he wins any money one year in any of his leagues, 
just invested in learning technology and you know how knowing how to how to do a, a, a damn google hangout or or, or or how to just join in on a on on a facebook chat or something and just let's let, i i would love to have eric present for a draft every once in a while you know that's that would be yeah well he told me he told me that he wasn't at even at his house and so i was like i, mean, I didn't i didn't like say anything but i was like dude like this thing's been scheduled for like three weeks now like yeah it just shows you his level of what he th- he thinks of one of the greatest keeper leagues in the history of fantasy football. So, what else are we doing here? And uh, are we doing uh, are we doing uh, matchups? Yeah, we can do matchups right now. All right, so start with your team. It is uh, Big D's nuts versus Danger Zone. So it's Corey versus Chris Gallo. Um, yeah, I mean that looking like it's gonna be a. Big D's nuts victory. God, I mean, I I don't want to be, you know, completely just a homer, but I mean, it, when when you look at the matchup, I I, I think it's clear, you know, clear as day, um, that I should definitely be the victor on this game. It, it looks like an easy week one win for the um, Big D's nuts, paving their way to a fifth UFFL Super Bowl victory. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Reservoir Dogs against White Russians. That's uh, my team and Mike's team. Um, so I, f- I fucked up my team by uh, drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and King and Drake was on the board because I really wanted King and Drake. And I, what I had done was I crossed him off of my list because I thought I had kept him. But I ended up not keeping him. I kept Kenny Galladay instead. And so on my list, Drake was crossed off. And so – the next best available was Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I don't really like Clyde Edwards-Helaire, especially. I, I like him as I like him. I don't like him that high. I don't think he's like the next guy that's gonna be like a keeper superstar. So I don't like I don't like that he was going so high. I mean, I do like him as a player. I would like to have him on my team, maybe with a third or fourth round pick. But to take him with my first round pick, uh, I wasn't really too keen about that. But anyway, I got him and Saquon, so we'll see how that works out. But no, I, I I think this is a pretty even matchup. I'm looking at Mike's team. Mike's had Julio Jones, I think, forever. I think he might have drafted him or, or or something. Looking at both teams and 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 how they they match up, I think it's gonna be a close match. But I I will definitely give the edge to to the Reservoir Dogs here, um, and solely because of the running back situation. Um, I'm not too high on Mark Ingram this year. I think his carries are gonna go down considerably. Um, with J.K. Dobbins now in the mix, so um. Especially with your wide receivers, I, I think that you're that you definitely have the um, the advantage. It's crazy, but it may come down to the defensive matchup here um, with the Saints and the Buccaneers. That's gonna be an interesting matchup. I uh, I hate Thursday night games, so I got he has his quarterback going Thursday night. I have uh, Edward Solaire and Tyreek Hill going Thursday, so I, I don't not a big fan of that. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. Should I have to ask who you think that you're gonna who's gonna win week one? Oh, no, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the whole league. I'm going to pick myself to win every week, and I'm going to also pick myself to win the league. Um, so we can get that out there. Uh, ne- the next next one is uh, I have $100 donation, which I believe is Aaron. Right, Aaron versus X Gannett. Yeah, this is a pretty low-scoring affair, 101 to 98. Oof. Two teams that I really don't think offer too much. Looking at this Kyler Murray, Chris Carson, man, I just 
when you start off with players like that, when you start off with those two names, that just kind of, I don't know, it kind of ruins the whole rest of your team. Like it's just, I right. mean, and he got, got some players coming up that look okay, like Ezekiel Elliott and, and T.Y. Hilton. But yeah, if, that, if this was a primetime game, the NFL would definitely flex this game um, to hopefully something better. Um, I, <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm not really interested in this game. Let's move on. Well, uh, we have to, I, I think we have to give a, 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 a winner here. I will pick the Gannett employees. I'll pick Zane. Oh, you know what? I was picking Zane just, as well. I don't like Chris Carson at all. So, anyway, yeah, I got Zane. So, next up, we've got um, the final scores versus Make You My Bench. Final scores. I'm, I'm, I don't think we have to even analyze this this game. I'm not going to give too much time on a D minus team. I don't see. I mean, he might go 0 and 14. I mean, that yeah. team might go 0 and 14. That I guarantee is, you, I will never see myself picking him to win any week. So if I, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to. He's going to beat me. I'm going to go 13 and one, and one of my losses. He's going to go one and 13. I'm going to go 13 and one, and one of my losses is going to be to him. Actually, yeah. my only loss. Not one of my losses. My only loss. We'll you know, it. the only X factor here is is Eric losing some sort of connection with his phone or the app not working and his team get benched. <laughs> with you know, technology is going to screw him over eventually. And I, you know, I, man, this is a tough. One. I no, I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm going to say the final score wins this game. Um, even even though technology yeah. may be against Eric. Even if even with technology against him, Eric perseveres to win this one. I agree with you. Awesome. All right. Low expectations, Derek and Chuck. I mean, I really like Derek's team. I, I don't want I don't want Derek to win uh, the league. I don't want any of you guys to win the league. I would like to win the league. I wish Derek would get it's just a, a razor and get rid of that mustache. Um, but you yeah, know, I, I could definitely see the mustache paying a big play into his team this year. It's like, stupid. Wow, it looks like stupid. shit. Like, like people just like go crazy over the mustache. It's like, it's like similar when people have these like long, scraggly beards. It's like, man, that's a hell of a beard. No, it's not. You look like shit. You look off. The mustache looks terrible. And there's I, nobody. There's nobody that can convince me of other, otherwise. And there's no way that he thinks it looks good. Nobody I, thinks it looks good. Um, all that said, I think, I think he's gonna win this game. All that. I, said. You know what I. I'm I'm gonna go the other way. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stray away from you, and I'm I'm actually gonna pick Chuck to win his first inaugural game. Okay, wait, 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 wait. That that's fine, but you can't get into the habit of like picking against me just because you want to, you know, switch it up a little bit. Like, no, if no. you feel like it's win, like you gotta go with. It. Like, if we pick the same five teams every week, well, so be it. But. Like, you can't, like, say, oh, well, you picked that team. I'm picking that team just to be contrarian because then you fuck up the whole shit of the shit, you know? I, I, I get it. You know, I'm going to – you know, I, 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 love, I love a lot of what Derek has, but, you know, you fantasy football is crazy, and I, I – for some reason I've got a weird feeling looking at, at not only these projections but just look at some of these matchups. And, you know, I, I, I feel that, that low expectations definitely has a chance of, of winning this game. And now it's time for Deep Thoughts with Nick Fontenot. I, uh, I don't want to do this league anymore. 
I'm, I'm at the point where like it's become the bane of my existence basically and uh i can't i can't i don't have the courage to end it and i don't nothing it, it's it's not fun fantasy football is not fun for me i don't enjoy it um i love the draft and i love draft day and i love drafting but uh fantasy football itself um hasn't been fun in years and uh and i've won some leagues i've won uh other leagues that i'm in uh, i'm in uh i'm in six leagues this year i had got down to two and i was just gonna do two i was gonna do my league and i was gonna do Derek's league those are the two those are like my two main leagues and uh, there's a, a league at my old at my old job that um i didn't feel like i was gonna play in because i don't work there anymore and then they called me and said they needed somebody to play and so i could have my old team back so i played in that league and then eric started the league so i played in his league and then uh and then Joey, who's the general manager at Buffalo Wild Wings, I've been in his league for a couple of years, and I kind of wanted to get out of it. And then he texted me to come back in, so I'm in that league too. And it's just it, it becomes so much, so many leagues and so many teams, and and I never win this league. I'm just I'm, I I never win it. I've gotten close. The year that David Johnson went off, I was the clear cut best team I had. My team was stacked. I had great receivers. I had everything, and I and I and David Johnson shit the bed in the in the the finals, and I I didn't make it. So it's, I don't know, man. I I I can't quit. I'm not I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to end it. I'm not gonna like not do the league next year. I'm gonna do the league for the next twenty years. I know that I will. I'm never gonna end the league, but I fucking want to end the league. I want it to be over, but I just, I'm not going to do it. Do do you want to end it? And I didn't want to interrupt you because these, those thoughts were very deep and I, I do appreciate you pulling that out of your, out of you because that, you know, we, it's the side of Nick that we don't get to see yeah. um, the sensitive yeah. side. Um, but I, I see a common theme in this league and I think it started two or three years ago. You know, I, I love this league. You know, I've, I put my heart and soul into every fantasy football league I'm in. I, I love playing fantasy football. Um, not only because I win a lot, just because I enjoy the draft process. I enjoy the midseason trading and just the, 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 the thrill of it. Um, but I, I, I've always wondered why. I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that you win so much and <laughs> people don't like you. So I think if we were to just end it, then all of these people would never have to deal with you ever again. And I think that that's appealing to some people. Yeah. I um, can, I can see that. And if you could just, yeah. But if you would just win less and that would be, that would be, you know, advantageous to the, you know, the, the length and the, the league lasting long, you continue to win all the time and the people just get sick of that. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, I think it, I think you're a little, I think part of it's right. I think part of what you're saying is right. Um, it became a thing. It became like, uh, Oh, we hate Nickelback. Well, you know, Nickelback, whatever it's hating Nickelback became a thing and, uh, wanting the league to end became a thing. Um, so you're right about that that it's a thing. However, I will tell you, 
that I would like to end the league. I'm I'm gonna win this year. I'm gonna win this year. And if I win, if I win, I don't really know what that's gonna do. It's either gonna revitalize me and make me want to continue to play for years and years and years, or it's just gonna be like, all right, I've won. I can. It's over. If I win, if I ever win again, and I get the trophy in my hands, and it has my name on it, and I have it in my house, I could be like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna end it. Like, I have the trophy. Like, I can't. I can't ever get the trophy. Like, if we end it now, you have the trophy. Well, that's bullshit. Like, I gotta have the trophy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I mean, it just becomes so much. You know, how many leagues are you in? Um, I am in four. I'm in four leagues. Um, two with you. I'm in a neighborhood league that I am the commissioner of, and it's a two. It's a two-player keeper league, and you can only keep a player for three seasons before you turn over that player. And then the other one I have drafted tonight. I'm in four leagues this year, which is pretty much where I like to stay. That's uh, that's all I got, man. Yeah, man. It was a good draft. It was fun. I do love an in-person draft. In fact, I honestly was planning on being in Lafayette this year for the draft. And it was going to surprise everybody. Um, but with, with COVID-19, oh, wait, wait, <laughs> that would have been interesting, right? I did enjoy all nine people in the draft room. Hopefully we can keep that going because that was a lot of fun. We're planning for, for uh, uh, UFFL 15 to be in Vegas. We'll see if that... Uh, if I that, will not be there. Fair enough. I get it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to we're, we're gonna try to record every Tuesday and then post every Thursday, like Thursday, like Thursday morning. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was uh, it was definitely something. <laughs> <laughs>